It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with me on today's show. We're coming up to 4th of July. Can you believe it? I mean, where has this year gone? It is like someone put, you know, just stepped on the gas and we're just like, vroom, flying through things. And that being the case, I, you know, I looked at online of things that, you know, I could discuss and, you know, make, you know, salient and, you know, very insightful comments on it. And, oh, my God, all we have in so-called mainstream media slash fake media is all we have is people behaving badly, people getting caught for behaving badly, people doing things that are heinous to people in their families, people fooling around. (laughs) Um, You don't see anything that is uplifting or anything that makes people feel good. And it's just literally, it's like it's spiraled down to the point where nobody, no one's presenting any news. I mean, the noise and nonsense of Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough and yelling and screaming at Trump and, you know, whether or not he said this, and I don't know, I wasn't there, but that's important news. We have a world that is dealing with so many changes and so many things coming forward. Those are of more importance than how badly Chris Christie acted and went on a beach that he closed so he could go by himself. Really, people. So, anyways, what I thought I would look at today, given that when people go on holidays, they often start to look at, hmm, what can I do to have a better connection with my partner? What happens, you know, we're, you know, now here's the thing. If you're traveling with some kids and you're traveling to someone's home, chances are you're not going to be able to do much of a, close, personal, intimate nature, but you can do other things. And some of those are, you know, what we refer to classically as PDAs, in the public displays of affection. And one of the reasons why you will never see, typically, um, any high-profile royal family members, even if they're spouses, you will not see them holding hands or doing something like that, is because... Their job, when they're out in public, is to represent what their position is. The job is to not show how well they get along with one another. So what I'd like to go through is some things of, because many times 
how someone touches someone, and that's something that not very many people can do in this day and age. You can't just walk up to someone and touch them. Uh, first off, uh, for many men, it is in essence now considered illegal. So when, and yet, we are very sentient beings. We are all about our senses, which is why, you know, taste, touch, smell, hear, you know, um, all of these things, our, our vision, are so important to how we interact with our world. And one of the reasons I ask people to look at PDAs is there's a woman who I have to get back to and give her a response on something for a partner who has absolutely no ability to respond to her and will not give her any direction. And I I kind of spoke about that last week. But the main thing that happens with a PDA is that you are saying what words cannot. And, And why they typically occur is probably more about your comfort level on you receiving or giving touch. And many times, a simple touch can say something that is like any animal that you have ever seen that is upset. You can, you know, soothe it just by a simple touch. And that's the power of, you know, the, the energetic touch. Now, also, the ways to expand and show this are tremendous. You can be standing behind somebody and just put your hand on their shoulder. You can give them a kiss on the top of the head. You can do something. And I remember speaking with this one gentleman who had been married for, oh gosh, at that point, I think um, 12, 14 years. Oh, maybe longer than that. They had three daughters. And I met him, and I knew him because uh, his mother and my mother were best friends in high school. And I said to him, well, here's something that you might consider doing, because he said he just had no connection to his wife. And I said, well, the next time you walk by her, I said, don't, you know, because many times touch is sort of like, oh, they're touching me because they want to have sex. And that may not be on someone else's agenda. But I said, just touch her shoulder as you walk by. So he went walking by, and he touched, he just walked by and squeezed her shoulder as he walked by. And she almost jumped out of her skin because she so was not expecting it. And when he told me that, I said, well, then what you can do is make that easier for both of you and just have it be, it's a hug, it's something. It allows you to remain connected. You're not having to do these big displays, but it also is something that you're one of the only people who can do it. So... Take advantage of that and do not give up on, on you know, that, that privilege that you have. Now, also a PDA can be something that is used, obviously, to determine territory or boundaries around other people. Uh, if you are at a social event and someone is getting, you know, uh, a little too close to your partner, it's just a simple matter of walking up and going, darling, how are you? May I, you know, may I refresh your beverage? Something simple. And that then lets the other person know, uh, yeah, this is, I'm here with this person, lovely to meet you, and, and that you will be back. That's a biggie. 
Another thing that you can, um, I mean, I know of this one woman who, and I just written about this in an article, and she and her husband were literally on the verge of divorce. They had two young children. They were very successful, very wealthy, but she was so burned out with being with these little kids all day long that when he came home, I said, so what, does, what greets him at the door? And she said, well, I'm like a maniac. And I said, okay. And I said, this doesn't mean that you can't have your voice because she also had a very sore throat and a bad neck and back, which those are indicators of someone, A, the, the throat, I don't have a voice, um, you know, I can't say what I want to say, the neck and the back are about how I'm not being supported. I've got the world of the weight on my shoulders. I'm doing everything myself. And I said, okay, I said, can I suggest just a little exercise that you could do? Just try it for a month. And when he comes in the door at night, rather than just blasting him as he walks in the door, let him get inside what, you know, is the sanctuary, your home. And... That PDA that, you know, people are also standing around there, give him a hug, you know, and not just like a little, like two-point shoulder hug, but a full-body hug. And say, hey, it's good to see you, you know, kiss on the cheek, whatever it may be, but something that welcomes him into his own home. Because at this point, every time he walked in the door, he was getting harpoons thrown at him. And I said, this in no way takes away from you having your time to say what you want to, you know, what you want to share with him. In no way. To the contrary, what it's going to do is when you set it up with a, <clears throat> a calmer first interaction, you're going to be able to say things much, I mean, you're going to get much better response when you share things with him. And his comment was, it took uh, six weeks. I think it was about six weeks. And she called me back. And I, I said, so the thing is, you can still say everything you want to say. But by the time you go to say them after he's, you know, decompressed for 10 minutes, changed, done whatever, and the same thing for you, you're not all riled up. And you can just say, look, I had this, this issue today with the kids, and I think we need to do blah, 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 whatever it may be. And five weeks, six weeks later, he bought her a four-carat purple diamond. Now, if any of you know the value of colored diamonds, you know how expensive that was. And that was his way of saying to her, thank you for this that helped save our marriage. And it did. So sometimes a PDA isn't just, you know, a something nice to do. It literally is something that can change your entire relationship. I also uh, know of this other woman who, when we talk about territories and boundaries and someone wanting to show that this person is with me, they were on a rowing machine at the gym, and they were in a completely different area than where their husband was. And all of a sudden, he comes in, and she's rowing, and he comes over and, you know, plants this big kiss on her, and she was like, what are you doing? And he says, well, I just wanted people to know. And she goes, well, you might as well have just lifted your leg on me. <laughs> she said, this is like marking the spot. And he goes, yeah, 
yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. So sometimes they can be completely hilarious and they still get the message across. And other times they can completely shift our relationship. So when we come back, I'm going to keep going on with the things uh, for PDAs. I'm going to talk about genital mismatch and the nonsense of it. And then I'm going to go into some things that maybe you might not have considered that can move your relationships forward. Here come the tunes, and I will be back right after. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. six golfers in history have ever shot a hole-in-one while taking part in the Ryder Cup. Of course, the hole-in-one isn't a phenomenon for professional golfers only. Hackers, whiffers, and foozlers get them, while some PGA Tour pros still await their first. According to Golf Digest, who has been tracking info for more than 60 years, the odds of getting a hole-in-one for a professional is 5,000 to 1 and 12,000 to 1 for the rest of us. Tiger Woods shot his first hole-in-one when he was only 6 years old. And John Elway hit a hole-in-one on his 40th birthday. Now there's a good reason to frolic gozine or celebrate. I figured out why golf instructors insist you keep your head down and look at the ball. It's so that you can't see them laughing. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. This is the TogiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. This is D.V. Kidd from NewsWithViews.com. My new book, Taking Politics Out of Solutions, is now available. Why is it nothing changes no matter who you vote for? My book covers the most critical issues eating this country alive, as well as the solutions that are already there that Congress and the agenda-driven media don't want you to know. From the disaster of our economy, why we will never have any economic freedom until the Fed is abolished, trade, the meltdown underway called Obamacare, the truth about Social Security and Medicare, and the fraudulent ratification of the 17th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, a very big issue that affects every American. The answers and solutions are in my book that all Americans need to read because the worst is coming at us like a freight train. To order, please call one 800 955 0116 Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. And one of the other things uh, I was talking about, PDAs and the messages they give to people or how you can use them discreetly while you're traveling or when you're around other people. The other thing that PDAs are great for is they are... They can be heartwarming to see, which means 
and it's particularly, I mean, this just may be me, but I don't think I'm alone on this one. When you see older couples walking down the street holding hands, because that's what they've always done, it invariably makes people's hearts smile. They love seeing that. And in the same way, you know, when I talked about the top of the show, oh, my Lord, how many behaving badly news stories can we get? But sometimes we get those great news stories of couples that have been together for, you know, 60 years, 70 years, and when they are asked what it is that they do, and when I wrote my book, The Great Lover Playbook, that was what I looked at. I mean, all five of my books have been based on what people shared with me and what the science was at the time. Now, the science in some areas has changed, you know, quite, quite dramatically, but I also... I listened when people said what worked for them. And one of the biggest things is maintaining a sense of humor between the two of you and being kind and being respectful. Those two, I I mean, you cannot buy respect. You cannot buy kindness. You can buy all kinds of watches and gizmos and whatever you want, but you cannot buy someone treating you nicely. And I use as an example a couple who are in the UK. Her father is a billionaire, and the individual who she had married, he is, like, out of control. They are now, you know, separated. But, again, so she has all this money. Even that could not buy her a relationship And that's not what you want. You don't want to buy a relationship. You want someone to be there for you because of you. So, again, when you are doing, when you see PDAs, they're not only heartwarming for you to see, but everyone else who sees it gets impacted by it. In the same way, if you've ever listened to anything from Wayne Dyer, that when you do something nice to someone, the person who receives it, gets, you know, is the recipient of something nice, and the people who observe it also have the change in their emotional state. So that's just something that please keep that in mind. Now, the as I talked about before, this is, you know, the permission of someone to be in your personal space. And there aren't very many people that have that permission. Your friends might be able to, you know, get a little closer. And women with women friends can do things a little more easily. They can go over and go, oh, by the way, let me fix this. And women in public can go up to a man and go, do you mind if I just adjust this for you, particularly something on a back or whatever it is? But, again, it's the permission to may I go into your space. And I'm not talking about the glomming onto someone and, you know, the excessive get a room behavior. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm I'm referring to something that is really kind of an unspoken, I really care about you, I think you're special action that other people can see and it doesn't make them uncomfortable. I mean, we've all seen people who, you know, are up against a car and it's kind of like, really? Um, you know, it's, more of the talking to one another and, you know, the leaning into one another, and you know that they are sharing something that's 
simply between the two of them. And, you know, it can be an indicator of more things to come. And let's be really honest here. If we're talking about what is, what works for people, I mean, when I look at the, the behaviors of people, I look at just because someone says, I, I, this one makes me crazy, when people say, oh, do this and you'll get this result. Seriously? What do you think people are, robots? And particularly in the area of what you find attractive, what keeps your attention, what turns you on, there is no set way to do it. What you can do is, you know, there's always the, the article that says, you know, have him fall in love with you. Seriously? No. And this is not an exact science at all. And, you know, were it, were it, to be an exact science, we'd have a formula, and we could be guided by it, but we're not. So rather than looking at the results and thinking that you got the results with one person, you're going to get the same results with another person, nah, that's, that's kind of like relationship suicide. Because each person has, considers, you know, that something else is going to work. So when I give people ideas... I give them a range, as I call it, buffet of ideas. And then that way they can pick and choose what is best for them, what they're most comfortable with. And, you know, I say, consider this, you know, like that woman I talked about who when she heard, you know, husband walk in the door and she would be yelling and screaming at him. I said, consider doing this. I know that this has worked for others. And again, give them, first off, the ability to realize, I think you're an intelligent human being. I think you can make a choice. And also that in, in the same way that we all have a different sense of humor, there's different ways to be attracted, to fall in love, to stay in love. One way that many men have said that they realize that they, you know, that there's something that they've twigged into uh, to a woman is when they can make her laugh. When they, and for, for many men, one of the most powerful aphrodisiacs is when they can make a woman smile, when they can tickle her somehow mentally, make her laugh, that is then, you know, he's paid attention to something about her, which let's just go back to that, the A word, attention. That is going to be, what do you think PDAs are? They are attention to someone that lets them know you think they are special without them having to ask for it, without them wanting or saying you must do X, Y, or Z. No, the moment that someone tells you you have to do something, what's the first thing that happens? You dig your heels in. But attention is truly, I say it all the time, your most seductive behavior. And your attention will work for anything in your life, whether it's a plant, whether it's your dog, your cat, your home, your car, your partner. And, you know, in the same way that none of us know what it, you know, we know what it feels like when our hearts have been hurt or when our hearts have been broken. 
We also know what it feels like when you're in love or when you're attracted to someone. And that is not a science. What that is, is you being upfront about what it is you like, don't like, what works, what doesn't. And one of the most important ways to maintain a connection and attraction is in how you talk to your partner. The other is how you talk about your partner. And that's almost equally as important because whenever you are saying something worldwide, I don't care what it is, when you are putting that out into the you know, atmosphere, the environment, energetically, it doesn't stop. So if you say, oh, I think that person is such a raging idiot, well, guess what? You just sent that out for forever. And I often ask people, please really think before you say something because it can be some of the most damaging things that you could say to someone. And you truly cannot take them back. Um, I think more people are aware of watch out, don't type it, with, you know, with, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, whatever it may be. Yet you have to be aware that when you are saying something about someone, first off, not only are you putting it out there, but the law of attraction means it's coming back to you, baby. Seriously, it is a boomerang effect. So if you put out there, I really like this person. I, I think that they are, they've done a really good job in this area or I I'm really uh, respect the job that they've continued to do over here, whatever it may be. Something that is honest and is good about them, you are going to have things come back for you. And just use the example of the PDA. When you're around that, it just makes you feel good, Right? But then how does it make you feel when you're driving down the road and someone's yelling at you and then you're yelling at that person? I've never seen such poorly mannered people in my entire life than the drivers in California. They are just atrocious. And they will scream, you know, F you out the window, flat flash birds. And this is at 8 o'clock in the morning going to work. Imagine how that sets up their day. Good grief. So when we come back, I'm going to be talking about uh, genital mismatch, uh, one of the things where people say, oh, we're all supposed to, you know, everything is supposed to be perfect and we're going to be told that this, you know, there's a problem with you. Again, that is crossing over into the boundary of body shaming. And then I'm also going to do a segment on what I call Body Awareness 101. And it's because of people who are wanting to have a great connection with their partners, whether it's old or new or, you know, yet they may have a chronic health issue or chronic pain it's getting in the way. And many times when I talk to them, I find out something that's going on. They are not even connecting, that their body is telling them, and I have a way of understanding what is being said. Okay, we're coming up to our next break here at the Tunes. I will be right back. 
is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Padgett, techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. hear about Wesley, the golden retriever puppy from Michigan that was fitted with braces? Before you think this is a bonafide insanity, Wesley was born with teeth that were so crooked he couldn't shut his mouth all the way. This was affecting his ability to eat properly. So his owners took him to the Harborfront Hospital for Animals and Veterinary Dental Solutions, where a doggy orthodontist prescribed him a set of braces. And now, pictures of Wesley smiling with his bright, shiny braces have been circling the Internet. With all that metal wrapped around their teeth, some would think that most dogs would become bruxomaniacs, but not Wesley. He doesn't mind the braces at all and is now able to eat his food with gusto. A bruxomaniac is someone with an uncontrollable urge to grind their teeth. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. When you obtain an exercise injury, it can be confusing. Do you ice it or heat it? Fitness Magazine recommends that for overtrained muscles, use heat. Heating helps relax and loosen tissues. It also stimulates blood flow to the injured area. Use a heating pad or stand in a hot shower and let the heat soothe the sore muscles. For acute injuries like a strain or twisted ankle, use the RICE method. R stands for rest, I stands for ice, C stands for compression, and E is for elevation. Take a few days off and rest. Ice the area for no longer than 20 minutes, about four times a day. Compress the injury with a bandage and elevate the spot above heart level. By following these easy directives, you can take care of the injury correctly and in most cases, be back to your workout in no time. I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, any questions you might have, please, you can just get a hold of me at office at com, and that's office spelled the typical way, O-F-F-I-C-E, at L-O-U-P-A-G-E-T dot com. And I've just been <laughs> on the Togi chat with Karina, finding out whether or not she can find a place to get a Fourth of July grill. <laughs> ah. So far, not so successful, but she will be, I am sure. So, I was said in this section, I'm going to be talking um, about the genital mismatch. And this starts because many times, again, this sort of falls into the body shaming category. Women get told that they're too big or there's a problem with them, and there's not. Let's just point something out. The size of a woman who, the size of the interior of a vaginal, of the vaginal vault of a virgin can range anywhere from very small 
to larger. So it has nothing to do with whether or not they've had sex. It has to do with her own, you know, genetic makeup, her own body. And the other thing that started with this is a physician here in Los Angeles in uh, West Hollywood area who very creepily decided to start doing vaginal rejuvenation therapy. It's neither rejuvenation nor is it therapy. It's just a standard upper vaginal vault uh, surgery. But the issue is he's doing it with lasers. And my physician, who is she's an anesthesiologist, so she would see all the things being done in surgical procedures, uh, but also she is a dermatology, holistic dermatology now, and she said the last place you should ever be using any type of a laser is in vaginal tissue. It's just, it's too delicate. But what they're trying to do is market yet an un- another unnecessary product to women by telling them there's something wrong with their bodies. That's the same thing that they did when they did the marketing of all of the douches. I can just hear them sitting in a uh, boardroom Madison Avenue going, how can we make women feel like this area of their body needs a product that it doesn't really need? We're going to tell them it smells. And you know the reason for the majority of women why there might be any type of smell there? It's invariably because they've been having sex. And it is often because of an amine group, A-M-I-N-E group, that is uh, given off by the normal uh, bacterial uh, fluids inside of, the normal vaginal t- um, uh, fluids inside of a woman after it comes in contact with semen. And that's what often will give women the fishy smell. Bacterial vaginosis is vaginosis, vagina, osis condition thereof. So that's an overgrowth of bacteria, which can be from a uh, yeast. It can be from other things. Now, these things can be addressed easily, but telling women that they smell is like one of the most damaging and damning things that you can say to someone. Um, for more, majority of women, that area of their body is self-regulating, self-cleansing, and sure as heck doesn't need douches. As one OBGYN I know said, well, women who douche pay my mortgage. In other words, the women who douche upset the normal vaginal um, uh, balance, and that's how they end up having to go into see an OBGYN to get something to treat what they put out of balance. Also, I mean, even in ancient times, in Indian and Asian cultures, they acknowledged the variation of genital sizes and how the enjoyment and pleasure of both, for, for, you know, for the best pleasure for both of them, is if there is a relative matching of sizes. So there's one called the doe and one called the mare and one called the bull and one called something else. So, you know, a smaller man would match up with a smaller woman. And you also have to remember, this is often, you know, you had one partner because it was an arranged marriage, and women had very, particularly women, had very little sexual agency, translation, their own sexual voice and choice. So when I talked about this particular physician, who, by the way, had his license taken away at one point because of I believe it was insurance fraud. This is just not a nice dude. But he would use images of these nubile young women and with taglines and, you know, become a virgin again. And in all actuality, 
it was more about, you know, the women knowing that they had a partner who was saying, you need to, you know, you need to be tighter. Well, that could be, that can be changed by a position. That could have been as a result of having um, children that they did not get proper, you know, support afterwards, that they didn't do Kegel exercises afterwards, that they had a, um, it could be something as simple as, again, changing the position so that uh, she is tighter and it feels, she feels more and he feels more. But it also could be, God forbid, he's too small, okay? So instead of throwing stones at glass, let's start looking at how can we make things match up better and not have people feel badly. Um, now, here's one of the other things. When it comes to women, when they are sexually excited, they are, uh, what happens is the vagina, Mother Nature knew what she was doing, the vagina itself engorges with blood and fills up and goes, lifts up into the abdominal area to give more space for the penis. That way, there it makes it more comfortable, there is a greater ability for, you know, um, expansion, more space, and it, here's the other thing. For many women, they know that when they have tried to insert a tampon into a non-stimulated vagina, they know it can have a feeling of just like being stuck, whether you're using a small, you know, tiny one that you insert with your finger or, you know, the one with uh, an insertion tube, they still, you know, the result of not having any lubrication um, or hitting the, you know, end of the cervix um, and having the tampon double back, it's like, ouch, it is not comfortable. And again, but I, I go back to this friend of mine, uh, my MD, who said, you know, lasers should never be used intravaginally. And actually, this uh, individual who had created this and then tried marketing it and saying that it was his program. I went in with an OBGYN, and his comment to me was, listen, this is just standard upper vaginal vault surgery. There's nothing unique about this. Then he was talking about doing the G-shot, and the woman who uh, created the name, the G-spot, in deference to Grafenberg, Dr. Beverly Whipple, along with Lattice Cannon Terry, Beverly was furious because she said, this is an absurdity that he's saying that there's this, he's going to inject something into the vaginal vault, say that it's a G-spot, and then that's supposed to, you know, create more sensation. No, the G-spot itself is an area that actually does engorge, and it is nerves. It's not just some false bump that's injected into the vaginal vault. There was a lawsuit uh, and a major network that was trying to do a, well, they did. They shot a, uh, segments on him, and actually, when it was being done, the woman who was the producer said to the uh, uh, cameraman as they finished, get out of here, just leave, get out, run, because he knew that if this doctor, they had permission to shoot, they were in his office, but if this doctor knew he would have done everything to try and um, get a hold of the tape. And the problem was they weren't able to do 
the segment. They weren't able to do the show they wanted to do because they could not get any women to come forward to talk about how they had been injured from this. And that's the issue with this laser vaginal so-called rejuvenation therapy. It can cause scarring. It can cause dyspareunia, meaning painful um, intercourse. It can cause um, issues with uh, scarring all the way along the upper vaginal vault. It can cause so many problems that are not talked about, and it, it ends up, it, I mean, it's a, and it's a non-insurance thing, but very few of these women knew what was going to be happening to them, and they, after the fact, they were too terrified of him because he is such an unpleasant person. They were absolutely terrified to come forward because of the reprisals that he, you know, try and do against them. And yet he is still continuing to do this stuff and marketing himself as, I've got this entire program. And really what it's looking at, the ignorance of women about their own, their own genitals, and he's taking advantage of that, as are the other physicians taking advantage of that. And then because it is a non-insurance policy or non-insurance revenue generator, I mean, it targets the women who are ignorant about their bodies. And when we think about it, very few women really know what another woman looks like. And if they think that by looking at, you know, looking at up close and personal, but if you think that you're going to be able to know what it is by looking at adult material, you are equally in the, you know, you're, you're equally ill-informed. And as Dr. Tatum Hunter said, she said, this guy is butchering these women. And it's being marketed heavily to women in the Middle East. And again, women who have the money, but they don't have a lot of their own sexual agency. And the main thing that they're doing, if they are wealthy women in that area, sex is the one thing that they do and that they have a lot of. And this is something that, it, to me, the more people who know about it and talk about it, the better. And it's something that I think women have to realize, you're being targeted, don't fall for it. When we come back, I'm going to do Body Awareness 101, and this is for people who are wanting to connect, and here are the tunes. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. someone who says um a lot when they are speaking every language has its own version of um in english we might also use the words eh and er spanish speakers say a and japanese say eto and eno to name a few even sign language uses um 
Studies show that these filler words make up an average of 6 to 10% of spontaneous speech and that men use them much more than women. So why do people splitter splutter out these filler words? It's not due to nervousness, but rather, um, holds the floor for us while we do our mental work. It buys some time for thinking when we don't have our repartee ready. My husband says they call our language the mother tongue because the father hardly ever gets to speak. Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. According to Weight Watchers, researchers have found a connection between couples and weight. Not only do women and men who are married and live together tend to gain weight at similar times, they are also more likely to achieve better results if they tackle weight loss as a couple. Why is that? First, married people tend to eat together, and they may be eating more when dining together than if eating alone. Secondly, the newly married person may have less motivation to stay thin. In a single world, they want to maximize their attractiveness, and that includes a healthy body weight. Couples working to lose weight and keep the weight off encourage each other's progress and help each other through the challenges that come with losing weight. That improves the odds of weight loss success and better health. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, I've been writing uh, some articles recently, and one of the things that I have found is that we have, sadly, a... um, We don't have healthcare in this country, we've got sick care. And we don't have people getting well, we have people getting treated. And what we also have is a huge number of people with chronic health or chronic pain issues. And those very much impact and get in the way of people wanting to improve their connection to their partner, enhance it, do things because you know, I mean, let's be honest, you, uh, when you're in pain, it's no fun. So what we're going to be talking about here is, you know, bodies and sex, and chances are you're intelligent, but are you truly informed about your body? And rather more importantly, are you informed about what your body may be telling you that could be impacting your sexuality and intimacy? And I'm going to use an example of a girlfriend of mine who I, she has been dealing for the last three years, literally, almost daily, with if it isn't her father who finally passed, or her mother who's gone in and out of homes and hospitals, and or a sister who has issues, every day she's dealing with something, and she has had a chronic sore neck. So sore, her shoulders are so sore, she could, I mean, she'd even go for massages to try and release it, did not work. 
And when I finally walked, I, I said, look, I'm, I'm going to send you my article that I wrote. And I said, and you tell me what you think. And she, as soon as she read it, it was like, oh, my God. Because what happened is she finally, in the last week, was able to have her sister be in another place where she's not constantly having to look after her. Like, it's the weight of the world came off her shoulders. She doesn't have to worry about her mother now. She doesn't have to worry about this, doesn't have to worry. And she said she went for a massage, and her therapist said, wow, your shoulders feel great. What did you do? And my friend's comment to me was, after you told me that, she said it was like, that's it. She said, now that my sister is totally taken care of, I do not have that on me all day. So I use the other example of a, an individual who he simply would not listen, simply would not listen to any of the advice he was being given from a legal standpoint, from a personal standpoint, from a business standpoint, and he came down with very severe tinnitus. Now, if you don't know what tinnitus is, it is a constant ringing or buzzing in your ears, and it can be absolutely maddening. And that's what happened with him. Well, I don't know whether or not he still has it, but I know that when it did start, I mean, it was just a nightmare for him. <laughs> in addition to which, it then made he would not listen to things that his wife said, he would not listen to what his children said, and he couldn't hear well. Excuse me, just had to have a little sip of water there. So when I talk about, you know, the people wanting to connect, but they may have a chronic health or a chronic pain issue, this is something I want you to be aware of, is that when I talk with people and they say, well, I would like to try this, but, you know, I, I have this going on, many times when I ask them, what actually is going on, <clears throat> excuse me, their response doesn't match with what their body is saying. So I'm going to use the sore throat neck pain example again. Um, just go into it a little more. Your body is a delightfully designed feedback machine. It gives you constant messages you might not be listening to. So, again, <clears throat> let's say you're plagued with sore throats. Rather than reaching for medication, why not consider, look at what's irritating you. What aren't you saying? What feelings aren't you expressing? expressing? What might you be angry about not having a voice in something? And truly, if you can't express yourself, how can you ask for what you want sexually or intimately? And if it's neck pain, you know, what are you shouldering? What are you inflexible about? And might there be another side to a situation you won't look at? But I will tell you, the moment you shift your behavior, say that one important sentence of, I'd really like you to go down on me more often, or I think I can see other possibilities, you are literally rewiring your subconscious. And here's the thing. According to Dr. Bruce Lipton, 85% of our thoughts on a daily basis our subconscious. And if you can do something that can help you create thoughts 
new thoughts, and a world that supports how you navigate it, your whole life is going to occur differently. And thinking that, you know, oh, I have this predisposition because it's in my family <clears throat> may not be because only 2% of disease is because of flawed genes. The rest, and again, this is Bruce Lipton's work, he's a PhD, is epigenetics, meaning the choices we make and how we interact with our environment. The food you're eating. Are you eating processed food? Are you eating high fructose corn syrup? Are you eating genetically modified foods? Are you eating GMO corn, GMO uh, soy? Well, you know, all you have to do if you want to really take care of your body and your sex life, go to something like naturalnews.com. And <clears throat> this is uh, Mike Adams. And truly, your medicine is in the store in the organic food. That is where your healing food is. That is where you can take care of the inflammation. Do you have sore joints? Do you have, you know, chronic pain in your knees and hips? Get some turmeric. Mix it, you know, mix it in with stuff with olive oil and black pepper. That's one of the best things you can do to take care of inflammation. Natural, I don't recommend the turmeric pills. I recommend the actual root. So you're getting the, the whole plant synergistically. That can also take care of neck pain and anything that is a form of inflammation. So any of the, you know, the medicines you may be taking, the stress in your life, let's look at that for just a moment. What is the comment that you know, 80% plus of physician office visits are as a result of stress? We are not designed, you know, we are not designed to have stress be so constant in our lives. Now, here's another point. Cortisol, which is a steroid hormone, is produced by our adrenals when we are stressed, and it acts in direct opposition to testosterone. Ergo, one's libido goes bye-bye. What it really means is the cortisol cancels out the testosterone, and testosterone is the thing that's one of the number one libido indicators. It's, you know, the one there where people go, yep, I'm interested, and for many men, when they go through financial devastation, there goes their libido. It is gone. When their businesses suffer, so does their libido. Now, the other thing you can do is get a voice and decide what, what's important for you to say or remove the stressors from your life. And I know, you know, little, probably a little more easily said than done, but the thing that you can also do is on YouTube, there is, uh, it's called the Mortar March Exercise, and that's M-O-R-T-E-R, March Exercise. I like Dorothy Lowe, her surname is spelled L-O-W-E, or you can do EFT tapping. And what these can do is in minutes change how you are. And there's a very, the Mortar March takes literally one minute to do, and I would think you're going to be worth it, right? Right? So now let's say you have a bad back. Where aren't you being supported in your life? The spine, your spines you're rigging for your back and your subconscious thought patterns can greatly impact how your ship sails. Now, anyone 
with back issues. Now, what I would recommend is there's a couple of things. There are, they're called liberator shapes or sports sheets. And what they do is they keep you in position. Like the same thing if you have hip issues. Maybe you might want to start trying yoga so you open up the hip. Because when you have tightness in your hips and your back, it makes it almost impossible to do particular positions. But if you can get yourself in a position and hold it so that it's not, you're not uncomfortable, that's what Liberator Shapes and Sports Sheets products can do. And your pelvis and your genitals, I mean, we need to stop attacking those areas of our body and saying there's something wrong with them or they need to be enhanced or they need to be changed. They're generally fine just the way they are. And when I hear about women you know, young women who are lasering off all of their pubic hair because they have a partner who's decided the partner doesn't like it, might I point out that if you have lasered it off, it's not coming back. And you then might meet a partner who really likes pubic hair, okay? And besides, the hair itself has a very different nerve ending on it than just your skin. The hair itself gives a different sensation than just touching directly on your skin. You can do it on your head right now, your hair, and then your skin. So anyway, I, I trust that, you know, these, you know, the PDAs, the genital mismatch, and, you know, Body Awareness 101. I trust this has been of some help for you. I wish you an amazing Fourth of July and holiday. Have a great rest of the week. Any questions, you can find me at office at lupaget.com. And again, as I always say, I answer my own questions, nobody else. And again, we're going to be back next week. Not sure what it's going to be about, but I'm sure it will be fun. And we're coming to the close of the show. Enjoy and thank you for joining me. And here are the tunes. Bye for now. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 